0: Psalm 138 I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, she regards the lowly, but the haughty she perceives from far away. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill her purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Esther, chapter 3, verses 7 through 15. In the first month, which is the month of Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Aharasas, they cast Pur, which means the lot, before Haman for the day and for the month. And the lot fell on the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar. Then Haman said to King Aharasas, There is a certain people scattered and separated among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from those of every other people, and they do not keep the king's laws, so that it is not appropriate for the king to tolerate them. If it pleases the king, let a decree be issued for their destruction, and I will pay ten thousand talents of silver into the hands of those who who have charge of the king's business, so that they may put it into the king's treasuries. So the king took his signet ring, from his hand and gave it to Haman, son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the enemy of the Jews. The king said to Haman, The money is given to you, and the people as well, to do with them as seems good to you. Then the king's secretaries were summoned on the thirteenth day of the first month, and an edict, according to all that Haman had commanded, was written to the king's satraps and to the governors all over, over all the provinces and to the officials of all the peoples, to every province in its own script, and every people in its own language. It is written in the name of of King Ahasuerus and sealed with the king's ring. Letters were sent by couriers to all the king's provinces, giving orders to destroy, to kill, and to annihilate all Jews, young and old, women and children, in one day, the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar, and to plunder their goods. A copy of the document was to be issued as a decree in every province by proclamation calling on all the peoples to be ready for that day. The couriers went quickly by order of the king, and the decree was issued in the citadel of Sisa. The king and Haman sat down to drink, but the city of Sisa was thrown into confusion. Acts, chapter 2, verses 22 through 36. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know. This man, handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me. For he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently of our ancestor David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, He knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would put one of his descendants on his throne. Foreseeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, He was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh experience corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that all of us are witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you both see and hear, For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Good morning and welcome to this seventh Friday after Pentecost. This morning we read again from Psalm 138 and also again from Acts um, and uh, the book of Esther. And what's striking in each of the the two passages beside the psalm is that something's not normal. Uh, Something is not normal. The passage from Acts is, uh, the, the second chapter of Acts is on the day of Pentecost when uh, the church is born, the, the Holy Spirit in the form of flames, tongues of fire descend upon the apostles and upon the church, and <clears throat> everybody's talking, everybody hears that speech in their own language. And right before this speech, it's Peter who speaks. And right before this speech, <clears throat> Peter's quoting this long passage from the book of Joel before he launches into his, it's kind of a extrapolation and then he quotes from uh, quotes David um, but something isn't normal. Um, the day of Pentecost something has changed drastically. Uh, the day of Pentecost is when Christ uh, descends in the form of in the form of the church incarnate. Uh, it's no longer just his body but it's the bodies who consume his bodies. And it has been passed along by the Holy Spirit, um, who is God, and who proceeds from the Father and the Son. And this is kind of, that's what Pentecost is. It's 50 days after um, Easter. um, And Jesus has ascended sometime before, um, but something's not normal. Uh, Not only is Jesus, now we know that Jesus is God and that he can resurrect himself. No other God can do that. Um, but that um, he then ascends to heaven, seemingly leaving the church and just kind of waiting, you know, shortly to come back. And instead of him coming in glory, the Holy Spirit comes. And um, they're left to figure out what it means to be Christian, what it means to follow Christ um, as this this body that is Jewish, um, that is beginning to incorporate... Non-Jewish bodies. Um, and it just it's striking. something's not normal. And in the book of Esther, something else is not normal, um, and yet it is troublingly normal. Uh, in the book of Esther, this king um, gives authority um, to go out, find all the Jews, kill all of them women, children, young and old, take all their property. Um, it's not normal, and yet this is not the only time this has happened. Um, the Holocaust, and more much more recent memory, that's exactly what happened. It's like the Nazis were like stealing the playbook from uh, King Ahrenamunua. I don't know, I, I couldn't pronounce it. I think I pronounced it three different times. But something's not normal. Um, and yet it's startlingly normal. Um, yesterday was... Or was it the day before yesterday? It was the day before yesterday. We had a, a special um, investigator um, testifying before Congress, kind of like the 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 final say of this investigation, the Mueller investigation. Robert Mueller, the third. Apparently, he's called Three Sticks, which is weird. It's like a gangster name, um, but he's. He's going before Congress, and what struck me was that my impression is Mueller, um, who's a, a Marine veteran, he fought in Vietnam, um, and he's been in the FBI and the DOJ for 25 years, and I listened to much of it, and I also have been listening to the reactions to the testimony, and um, Mueller appears to be trying his damnedest to remain <clears throat> decidedly um, and unapologetically nonpartisan. He's a lifelong Republican. Everybody in the DOJ that uh, was involved in the investigation above him was a Republican, um, and it's also a Republican president that was investigated, not just whether or not the president collo- uh, conspired or obstructed justice, but also whether or not a foreign power, um, you know, intervened in our elections. And the one time that he breaks character, this character that he's meticulously constructed over years and years and years, um, I imagined while the investigation was underway that there was like this black box that, you know, would just shoot out subpoenas and charging documents and suck in witnesses and documents And it was this black box. And he went through six some odd hours of testimony. And at the very end, uh, first it was judiciary, then intelligence. Both of them were open door. At the very end, the intelligence committee, Democrats, seemed to realize that Mueller wasn't going to give them any kind of like, you know, dramatic political theater that, that they want in order to kind of jar the American people out of their normalization of this new normal. Um, they instead asked about the, Republic, the um, Russian interference, and one of the intelligence committee members, I can't remember who it was, said, "You know, is this is has this become normal? Have we accepted, um, you know, all of the questions around the administration aside, the interference of a of a foreign." power in our own elections. Um, have we accepted this as the new normal? And Mueller responds, you know, I hope it's not, but I fear that it is. Um, something's not normal. We aren't living in a normal time and yet it feels normal. It feels normal that uh, any citizen, much less the president of a nation that was founded in direct defiance of having kings, um, it's not normal to have all this information and to not be startled, to not be, um, uh, you know, concerned for the, the institutions that are supposed to check and balance one another. Um, and this is just my own personal assessment. It seems one, one silver lining or something shred of hope is that at least one person, Mueller, is willing to put his own desires aside or his own interests, not to seek power uh, by putting others down, but to try and remain uh, supportive, keep the institutions intact, the ideals behind them and the, the mechanisms in place that are supposed to keep this from becoming normal. Um, I mean, institutions are flawed, uh, but they're better than not having institutions. Um, I know a lot of old friends of mine would not be happy with some of my assessment, which is fine. Um, But that's what strikes me from today's reading. Something's not normal, and yet it's startlingly normal. Um, And... uh, we should take heed to find uh, the, uh, Mr. Rogers is a documentary, non documentary feature film coming out about him. I was watching the trailer earlier today or yesterday, I'm sorry. And, um, I remember something he said, you know, mass shootings and, you know, natural disasters, they're not entirely new. I mean, I'm 37 and the first one was in the nineties when I was a kid <clears throat> and the first publicized one. Um, Miss Rogers would say, um, when things like that happen, look for the helpers. Look for the anchors um, that bind us to our ideals. Look for the people, the institutions, um, the, um, those signs that all will be made right. Um, that <clears throat> this too shall pass. That the winds of change and the partisan, you know, sloganeering and, you know, the, the grasping at power by so many people on both sides of the aisle and at every level of different institutions, um, despite this disaster, this catastrophe, this whatever moment it is that we're occupying, to look for the helpers, to look for the people um, who remain cool and calm and collected, um, that, that you can still be driven by the same urgency without bowing to the, without compromising our ideals and our morals. Um, And I don't know why that just struck me so much in the reading today and this whole week and and how so many things have been leading up to this. And I think, I think this is, I hope this is for the most part what we will have uh, in terms of this investigation and the back and forth. We have the report, we have all the information, and now it's time to look uh, and, and figure out what it is we're going to do, every American, um, regardless of you know, how much political power you have, um, to make sure that you are engaged in our union, that you are um, exercising your rights and your responsibilities, your duties, and your, um, your, even the, the benefits of, of, our, of membership in our union. for our country from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, who has given us this good land for our heritage, we humbly beseech you that we may always prove ourselves a people mindful of your favor and glad to do your will. Bless our land with honorable industry, sound learning, and pure manners. Save us from violence, discord, and confusion, from pride and arrogance and from every evil way. Defend our liberties and fashion into one united people the multitudes brought hither out of many peoples and languages. Endure endure with the spirit of wisdom those to who in your name we entrust the authority of government, that there may be justice and peace at home, and that through obedience to your law we may show forth your praise among nations of the earth. In the time of prosperity Fill our hearts with thankfulness, and the day of trouble, suffer not our trust in you to fail. All which we seek through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard. I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor Morning Prayer for Pew Pew People with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for pew-pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.